Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome everybody back to the podcast. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Uh, glad to be back with you for another uh, study with you tonight. Uh, we um, are going to be uh, looking at, uh, we've got a good study. Uh, if you remember the slogan of Burger King, <laughs> have it your way. And I seen a commercial the other day. I think it was while I was watching one of the football games. And it was a Burger King commercial, and they're not using it anymore. But I think oh, everyone, not. I think everyone can remember that slogan. So we're going to be talking about that. It's not Burger King, um, and and of course, uh, it's you know a study from God's Word on basically does God's Word say you can have it your way, right? And so that's what we're going to be talking about. So we're glad to be with you for another study. Um, as always, the the emails in the link. Uh, truth in agape love at gmail.com send us a note find us on facebook give us a like give us a share tell your friends if you like what you hear and we're certainly grateful to have you with us yes uh, thanks to those who who listen um we can kind of see you we we look and and we're getting some some good um listens and so we appreciate that and we appreciate y'all being with us this evening so with that we'll go ahead and get started yeah and also, if anyone has any questions, oh yeah, please feel free to email us. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, and so what's funny is, so I was studying with a very dear brother. Okay, the you know the other week, and something he said, you know, we, we got into a discussion. He's like, "Yeah, this isn't Burger King. You can't have fries with that either." And yeah, and I just, I was like, "That's funny." Yeah, you know, and so. That was the title of the sermon. You know, gave me a sermon idea. <laughs> well, and I guess, too, the main point is uh, you can't have God's word your way. That's right. God's word is a standard that doesn't change, and it's God's way or the highway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, like, especially in, <clears throat> at least in America, sure. right, where people can label however they want, they can do whatever they want, and it's like the, the government is catering to, you know, certain things that are... Out there for me, I suppose, but... Um, I know that uh, we kind of live in a generation, okay? Yeah. That... Put it right for me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to think. So it's like uh, kind of the me generation. Yeah. I I, uh, I have a right to this and this and this and this, you know? Yeah. I have a right to a, a cell phone. I have a right to uh, food, three squares a day. I don't know, you know? Yeah. But, we, but some people kind of get that attitude that... Well, I'm not getting everything handed to me. What's the deal? They want, I guess, yeah, like you said, it's hard to put it correctly yeah. <laughs> without offending anyone. I, and I think all of us know someone uh, that may be this way, but there's a lot of handouts. Yeah. And then people just expect those handouts all the time. Yeah. And not even like, it, it, like my kids even, you know, we'll... A lot of times we'll get them like, you know, Wendy's or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're, oh, I don't want that. I want something else. I'm yeah. like, you should be thankful I'm feeding That's you. That's right. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you should be thankful you're eating right now. And so, you know, everyone thinks that they can have whatever they want. And But unfortunately, when they, they come to religion, they come to the Word of God, they try to have that same attitude. Mm-hmm. And in God's way, you can't have it your way it's yeah. either it's either god's way or your way you can't mix the two and so that that was the the point behind this this study and <laughs> you know um what i want to look at is here's why you have it it's the lord's way you know and then but here's why we should be more than willing to submit to it mm-hmm. um but when you look at ephesians 4 yeah. Four through six. Yeah, let's get into the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've done enough talking already. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear us. So let's tell you what God says. Boy, I can rant. But <laughs> So Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. Chad, do you want to read that? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see. Ephesians. I'll get my electronic Bible going here. <laughs> Ephesians 4. Yes, 4 through 6. All right, here we go. Uh, there's there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called, in one hope of your calling. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So notice there is one hope, there's one Lord, Mm -hmm. there's one faith, and there's one baptism. You can't have it your way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's, like you said, Chad, I didn't know. I don't have cable, so I didn't know that... Burger King changed their slogan. I think they have a little. It's it's we may be aging ourselves a little bit. I don't know how when they quit using it, but Yeah. But, but I, I distinctly they used it for a they long used that, time. That slogan for a long time. And, have it your way. And I think a lot of people know that. So And and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell on my mother in law because I love her dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh we went through, you know, the, the Burger King line and mm-hmm. she asked for extra onions. Mm-hmm. My mother in law loves onions. Like a little sliver of an onion is too much for me because mm. I hate onions. Yeah. But she loves them. Like, she can actually just eat an onion whole. She's crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So she asked for extra onions. Well, it still wasn't enough for her. So she went back in, and she's like, I thought you said I could have it my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so from that, I've always had that in my head. Like, have sure. it your way. Yeah. You know, and so – but – here, as you read Ephesians 4, does it sound like you can have it your way? Does it sound like you can no. come to the Word of God however you want? Definitely not. And, you know, I got a just a quick example here. Yes. Uh, today we were lo- laughing and kind of joking around that we work in the food industry. If we mess up, we might get a few people sick, but, you know, they'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. If you're in, like David Porter, in the nuclear industry and somebody messes up, eh, yeah, that's like death. There's going to be people dying, right? So yeah. when I look at this, when we look at God's word, if what what if we mess this up? You know, it's not right. Yeah. And you and there's it's not a pretty picture at the end either. Well, and and here's the the thing, you you may not even know it and and it, it may not even affect you in this life per yeah. se. Mhm. But when you die, it most certainly will. Yeah, and and by by that point it's too late. Yeah, and if you don't follow the standard like I said, in the nuclear, <laughs> bad things happen. That's it's right. the same thing here. If if you leave one of these out, or if you say, oh, no, there's more than one. Mm-hmm. If we start changing it, it's not the standard. It's not God's word. It's not God's rules, his laws. It's not what he has put forth for us to follow. That's right. And, you know, the, the word baptism in, in Ephesians 4, 5, the Greek word is baptizo. Mm-hmm. It, I may not be pronouncing that correctly, but when you look it up, it's a Z-O, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it actually, the meaning behind it means to immerse or submerge. That is the one baptism that is talking about, you know, and and so that eliminates sprinkling or pouring. Mm-hmm. And, and we, don't, we don't see that kind of baptism in Scripture anywhere, you know, and in fact... The Ethiopian eunuch, Philip, got to him, was preaching Christ to him, and he said, well, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? Mm-hmm. And he says, if you believe, you may. In Acts 8.37, and he says, I do believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And they stopped the chariot. They both went down into the water. Now, if it was sprinkling or pouring, why would they both have to go down in the water? You know? Yeah. They both had to go down in the water because Philip had to submerge the Ethiopian eunuch, submerge him underwater. And so that is the one baptism that is practiced throughout Scripture. And that's what we see. But so when it comes to the church of Christ, the one that Christ established, his church, There is one way. There, there is one way to please him, and he is the one that established it. Well, and uh, I got a cross-reference that really hits good, good. here. Um, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12? Yeah. It says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. You know? That's right. There's many members... But we're still one. That's right. We're still one. One. We're following Christ. We're following after the one leader. Just as our bodies are. There's many members, but we're still one body. You know, and we know what happens. Like if you hurt your arm or whatever, and you're without 
one member. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, I don't know if anyone has ever broken their arm. But I, I have not. I'm left, I'm left-handed. And when I broke my left arm, you don't realize how much you use your dominant hand mm-hmm. until you don't have it. Or like if you've ever hurt your back. Yeah. You don't realize how much you, you need your back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we all work together. You know, Chad, you may be an arm, I may be a foot. That's right. But we all have a a duty and a responsibility, and we work together yeah. to further and, the work of Christ. And this is not talking about different denominations. Correct. It's about the body of Christ. That's right. You know what I mean? And so it's it's crucial that we understand that, because when he's talking about one, there's there's no room in there for anything else. That's right. When you when you turn over to First Corinthians one, I didn't mean to get us off on a. No, this is actually really good. <coughs> on a tangent it, it's here, it's actually but. making the the point we're trying to make. Yeah. So another word for for what you're describing is sectarianism, and sectarianism is sin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so starting in verse ten of First Corinthians chapter one. He says, now I plead with you, brethren, this is Paul speaking, he says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, I want to pause there for a moment, because we were just talking about the body, right? And, right. you know, have I more recently dislocated my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it popped out of socket. Oh. Man, and I'm going to tell you something. It was the weirdest feeling and the most, well, not the most painful. I've <laughs> I've hurt myself okay. quite a bit. But <laughs> we understand. <laughs> pain is was, pain. I know. It was, yeah, but it, it was, you definitely cannot use it. Like, you just can't. Yeah, right. And, and here he's talking about being perfectly joined together, just like how God beautifully designed the body being perfectly joined together, mm-hmm. and when it's not in function, you can't use it. Mm-hmm. it you know, just like the, you know, it, Chad, if you're the arm of, mm-hmm. of Christ, yeah, and you're dislocated from the from the rest of the body, it's bad. You're at, you're down and out. Yeah, and so I, I like how he uses that, and it, I just thought of that because you were talking about it. But being perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment well, for it. Oh, sorry. I was just saying this that's what happens when we start trying to change things. It it's like dislocating a shoulder. Yeah. You know, when we start to try to change God's word, that the members start getting dysfunctional. It is. Okay. Yeah. The 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 you know, arms broken, whatever, your leg gets cut off. It's yep. it doesn't work when we start to try to change his word. Much like what I always like to use is you know, in the nuclear industry or in the food industry, you start changing those standards, you're not going to get the same end result that the the folks before you did. That's right. If you're following a procedure. That's right. It's not going to happen. And and same, like in medical, I think I brought this up last time. In medical, if, if the doc says, well, we've always done it this way on a knee replacement, but, you know, I'm going to change a few things and see how that works, you know? Yeah. Try that on You'd someone like, else, not uh, me. <laughs> wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Can I get a second opinion? Yep. I don't want to do this surgery. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. if you went in for a surgery and uh, consult, got consulted by the doc, and he's like, man, I've always done it this way. But I'm going to try something new this time. You'd be like, uh, no, wait. No, no. No, no. I yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to sign up for that. Yep. So... When we try to change God's word, it just, it it's a train wreck. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if anyone has ever been a part of a congregation that has, has divisions among itself. There's so much chaos and so much disorder. Yeah. And to try to even think about reaching out to the lost mm-hmm. and bringing lost souls into the body. You can't say, hey, come join the body of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the unity of the Lord, and then there's chaos among yeah. the brethren. I mean, it it can't happen. No. You know, and that's always what happens when we when we put our think so yeah. into the mix. That's that's the only thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so that's what we're talking about. You know, and and this is something that is plaguing churches because people go into it thinking that it's Burger King. 
where this is not Burger King. There are no substitutions allowed. You know, when you look at, at Matthew 28, 18 and 18 through 20, I want to focus <clears throat> I want to focus on verse 18. Okay. But then notice what God commands his his apostles here in 19 and 20. Starting in verse 18 of Matthew 28. This is this is after Christ died, was buried, and now he has arisen. Okay. And now he's standing before his his apostles, his disciples, and says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them, notice this, teaching Mm -hmm. them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so... Notice, first he didn't of all, say some things, <laughs> yeah, he, or the things you want to do, yeah, or the things you don't want to do. And, and notice how Christ has all authority, not just on earth, but in heaven also. So Christ literally has all authority. Yeah, all authority. And what does he tell us to do? Notice he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's speaking of the one baptism yep. that is acceptable by him. Make disciples. Yep. Making disciples of them, and that's how you make disciples of them, mm-hmm. is baptizing them. Yeah. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded mm-hmm. you. Does it sound like you can substitute any of that? No. And and the thing is, making disciples, you know, you can't use a different book. That's right. You got to use this book, because if you want disciples of Christ, you got to use the one that he gave us. That's right. You don't go grab a different manual somewhere. Well, and <clears throat> so another thing that we also see is... You know, and we've we've been talking about this in our Wednesday evening Bible study. Mm-hmm. Your dad's been doing a really good job, mm-hmm. you know, directing the class and everything. And and he he drove the point home. There's only two sources of authority. Mm-hmm. God and man. Yeah. God gave Christ all authority. So it's either Christ or man's authority. Mm-hmm. There are no substitutions. Mm-mm. If you want to be a child of God, then there are no substitutions for Christ's authority. You know, and well, and another great point too. Mm-hmm. If there was other ways of doing it, it would it would say it right here. That's right. You know, if there was other things, he would have told us right here. Yeah, in this great commission. That's right. That that he gives us, he would have said, "Well, later on, there's going to be a couple others that you could use too." <laughs> you know. Yep. He would have prophesied about it. That's right. How come he hasn't prophesied about the ones that people try to use today? That's right. In the Bible, why is there nothing here? That says anything about him. Yeah. And and so, if there was a, other ways, he would have said it right here. That's right. Wouldn't he? And, and, and I really appreciate how he says, observe all things. Yeah. You know, and then Galatians 3.15 tells us, do not add to, do not take away from. And, and then you hear people say things like, well, just believe Christ into your heart or say the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, where does Christ say that you can do that? Yeah. If he has authority, where does Christ say that you can do that? If you can't find it in Scripture, then the authority is coming from man. Yeah. And, and that's something that that is very important for us to recognize. If it's not in Scripture, then man is – you're taking the authority of man. So say there's there's something in Scripture that you don't want to do or, or you don't want to change your life. Mm-hmm. Believe me when I tell you, you can go find – Someone that'll tell you what you want to hear. When I think of that, I think of, you know, the blind leading the blind, you know? Yeah. And uh, just a quick story. I was on a traveling job and had a couple of engineers that I was working for. We were going to go to dinner that night. And they're like, okay, we know this really nice place. You guys follow us. So I'm following them. I'm driving. I'm following them. And we're taking all these different turns and stuff. And I'm like... Do we think nothing of it? We're just talking. And about quite a ways into the trip, uh, I get a call, and it's them. The guys we're following. The guy's name was Glenn. I was like, "Hey, Glenn." <laughs> He's like, "Hey, Chad, are you lost?" And I'm like, "No, I'm following you." <laughs> he goes, "You're lost." Oh man, they were lost. <laughs> I didn't think I was lost because I was following them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. 
I just thought, wow, there's a lot of turns in this here trip, you know. <laughs> and I didn't think nothing of it because I was following him. And so, you know, it, I thought it makes, you said you knew where you were going. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he's like, are you lost? And I'm like, no, I'm not lost. <laughs> makes me think of people today when they put their trust in man. They don't think they're lost because they're following this person. Yeah. I'm following David, you know. Is that what God, is that the standard he gave us to follow man? No. Yeah. No. He he made it so that we can all independently, individually uh, understand for ourselves yep. what God wants us to do. Because we all have that. And that's why I'm saying with all the stuff we're talking about, if you see anything different in the congregation you worship in, anyone who's listening, and it's not what God's word says, you better raise your hand and go, hey, why are we doing this? Yeah. Don't just do it because some man did it. You'll be no different than I was following Glenn. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I was lost. Yep. So we have an obligation ourselves to study it for ourselves and understand what God's word says. Yeah. Don't Turn, just follow someone else. That's right. Turn over to Matthew 15. Perfect. Any um Matthew 15? Yeah. We'll start um in verse 10 and We'll go through um, 14. But notice, he, he's talking about the Pharisees. And if you, if you don't know, the Pharisees were the Jewish leaders at the time. And so everyone always looked to the Pharisees, the scribes and Pharisees, for direction. Because keep in mind, they didn't have the Bible like we do, that we can just turn to the Scripture ourselves and read it. You know, you had to have a lot of wealth because you would have to have a scribe actually hand copy it for you. So you'd have to pay for his time, labor, and all that stuff. And it cost a lot of money. So not a whole lot of people had the scrolls. And so it was the scribes and Pharisees' job to study it. And they, they would almost tell you what to do. Starting in verse 10, he says, when he called the multitude, he is, is Christ here. When he called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you not, or do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? So even his disciples were concerned about what the, the Pharisees were thinking. Sure. But he answered and said to them, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. So Christ is making a point that they have no idea mm -hmm. the way of the Lord. Yeah. Like they... They have blinded themselves because they weren't following the commands. They were actually following <laughs> the the traditions of their forefathers, and and they actually held the their traditions and the doctrines of men held them as equal to the to the doctrine of God. Yeah. To the to the word of God, and and so they were blind because yeah. they've allowed some other authority other than God lead them. Hey, I think you're not normal if you haven't used this phrase in your life, right? Hmm. The blindly and the blind. Oh, describing yeah. somebody or something. Yeah. Because we see it all the time. Yeah. You know, I've we the hardest thing in, in, in a career is managing people. Yeah. Okay. That's the hardest job you'll ever have. <laughs> and this happens all the time. Yeah. If, if whoever's the leader doesn't know what's going on, that's right. It's terrible. It can be disastrous. Chad, you know? if you want your business to go under, <laughs> hire me who has no idea what I'm doing well, as a manager. <laughs> that's about it. I mean, yeah. it's like if, oh, man, I could give so many examples, but this is this is how important it is. This is what he's talking about. Yeah. Don't follow man. Yeah. Don't follow man. It that's doesn't what, work. That's what the, the Pharisees did. They content, They began to follow the traditions of their fathers, mm -hmm. and they held the, the teachings of men as equal to the commandments of God. Yeah. And so, we can do the same thing. This is, this is why I brought out 
Um, you can't have it your way. Well, you can't have it your way, mm-hmm. but but also um, believing Christ into your heart or saying yeah. the sinner's prayer. Yeah. Okay, that's not found in There's Scripture. There's no example of it. That was the the teachings of man. Yeah. You cannot hold those equal to the commandments of God mm-hmm. and the Word of God. Mm-hmm. They are so far below the Word of God. They're actually those leaders that that tell you that are actually blind leaders. Yeah. Leading the blind. Mm-hmm. And notice in verse fourteen, you're both going to fall into a ditch. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it. Yeah. You know, there's Matthew seven fourteen. It says, because narrow is the way and difficult is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. Well, there's few that find it because they follow the teachings of man rather than the commandments of God or the Word of God. And that's why it's so crucial to recognize that there are no substitutions. Christ has authority. His Word will judge you. If you turn over to John 12, 47... And 48. Okay, what was it again? John 12, 47 and 48. Okay. I'm kind of going off script here. John 12. Uh, 47 and 48. This is Christ speaking. He says, And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. And, you know, just to to make it very clear, going back to John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeah. This is referring to Christ. Christ is the Word of God. Christ is God. And so that's what he's saying. His Word is going to judge you because His Word is perfect. Because He only did the will of His Father who was in heaven. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he didn't go rogue. He didn't, um, he didn't do His own will. He only did the will of Him who sent Him. He is the Word of God. He is the mouth of God. Yeah. He is God. And well, and, 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 and the thing is, we talk about man. Don't follow man. Uh, what if, so, so people will say, well, the one I follow is a prophet. So then we've got a whole other topic for Prove that. Prove it. Right? <laughs> Prove yeah. it. And, and he gave us, he said that was going to happen too. Yeah. The people were going to proclaim to be prophets. And, and the thing is, how come that prophet, whoever it may be, wasn't prophesied right here in yeah. the Bible? But even and and there's tests for that. You, that's did right. you find something? Absolutely. Deuteronomy. Okay. Eighteen. Starting in verse twenty, going through twenty-two of Deuteronomy eighteen. Chad, do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. Through eighteen. Yeah. So, so Deuteronomy eighteen. 20 through 22. Okay, got it. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Then the prophet speaks in the name of the Lord. If the things, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken, um, or that's uh, the prophet has spoken in presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. So this this is like this is um, one of them things where um, the prophet a prophet isn't like right one out of ten. Right. God's prophets were right 100% of the time. That's exactly right. And and let's not forget what a prophet is supposed to do. Yeah. A prophet prophesies about the future. Yeah, I mean, I can I could be I could I could get 1 out of 10 probably. I think we if all I can would, guess one of that, you If know? I was the weather man, I'd be right at least one time a week. Even a blind squirrel finds yeah. enough from time to time. Exactly. But that's not God's prophets. That's right. They were perfect. That's right. There was no mistake. If they said something was going to happen, that was it not happened. that was not the prophet of God if it did not happen. That's right. And it, so 
be very careful if you're going to follow someone who, you know, predicted that the sun was going to come out tomorrow, you know. Yeah. And well, I, he I'm, must just be being, a <laughs> I'm just being sarcastic because I can't think of nothing right now. Right. But if he's well, not I can. 100% right all the time. How I'd many beware. times? How many times do prophets come out and say the world's going to end at this date? Oh yeah, it's happened so many times. Many times. I remember there's a there's a huge thing going on back in 2002. Yeah, where claiming that this you know the the end of the world and and in fact I heard that there are some people who were buying stuff, mm-hmm. putting it on, knowing that they wouldn't be able to pay it back. Yeah, and and they actually. Didn't pay anything mm-hmm. because they just figured the world's going to end. There's no point in paying it. Yeah, I was I was around in the. I went and bought a mag light, a big one, four battery, you know, yeah. mag light because I already had all my guns with me. <laughs> <laughs> but during Y two K, the 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 computers were going to stop, planes were going to fall out of the sky, you know. Yeah, I mean it was, it was doom and gloom everywhere. Yep. And the next day, Nothing I woke happened. up and I was like, huh. Drove, drove around, checked some things out. Everything was. <laughs> My phone still works. All right. Went, went and got some McDonald's. I don't know what I did, but it's been too long. But right. I mean, everything was fine. Nothing happened yep. that anyone said was going to happen. Yep. Guess what? Generators were cheap. After that. <laughs> yeah, because they you get some good out. deals on yep. them, man. And and, anyway. and so that was a false prophecy. So what we know is that was not a prophet of God. Mm-mm. And so, you know, in in First John four. Verse 1, he says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So this is something that we need to be aware of. Yeah. Many, many false prophets. Many have gone. <clears throat> and how many prophecies have we seen that failed? Yeah. Another good one, too, uh, uh, is, uh, let's see, where is it? Galatians 3.15. Yeah, you you brought that up. Yeah, that that guess what? There was there's no need for more prophecies because his word doesn't change. That's right. You know, and it's and, unchanging. And then First Corinthians um, thirteen. Also, let's turn over there. Okay, I like this because we're actually just going through the fly on this. Oh yeah. We're, so y'all, we we didn't plan any of this. We're <laughs> just this is just ad lib, man. And I'm testing David's brain on yeah. where all these verses are. It's fun. Yeah, because I. I have a hard time doing that, but... So, a lot of people think of 1 Corinthians 13 as the love chapter, right? Sure. But chapters 12, chapters 13, and chapters 14 of 1 Corinthians, he's he is talking about the, the um, miracles that they were being able to use through the Holy Spirit, you know, because if you don't know anything about the Corinthian church, they had a lot of issues, and... You know, they were trying to say that, well, mine are better than yours or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And and so, starting in verse 8, and we're going to read through 10, he says, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Now, I want to stop there for a moment. He's... He's speaking about the the um, gifts from the Holy Spirit that that they were able to receive because they did not have the Word of God. The Word of God was not completed. You know, he's in the process of writing, right? So they didn't have the, the completed Word of God. So in verse 10, he says, But when that which is perfect has come. Now the perfect here... The perfect that he's talking about is the Word of God, not Christ. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Christ has already come and gone. So he couldn't be speaking in future tense about Christ. Mm-hmm. Because Christ has already come, and he's already died, resurrected, and ascended to the Heavenly Father, sitting next to the Heavenly Father on high. Mm-hmm. So here is speaking about, because another word for perfect is complete. So when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. So the things that are in part were the prophecies, the speaking in tongues, the yeah. the miraculous gifts, right, mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When 
the Bible is completed, all of that will be done away with. Mm-hmm. That's what God says here. Yeah. And so we have the completed word of God. When you look at Jude, verse 1, or uh, sorry, chapter 1. And, Are you sure it's not chapter 2? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know, there is no chapter two. <laughs> There's only one chapter. So chapter chapter one, verse three. Twenty-five verses. Yep. He says, Beloved, while I was very diligent write to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. Notice what he says here, which was once for all. Delivered to the saints. Mm -hmm. So this has been delivered once, and it has been delivered for all. There's no need for further revelation, Mm -hmm. because it's been completed. Mm -hmm. That's what God is saying here. And then, you know, uh, Galatians 1, let's turn back over there. 6 through 9, he also talks about this. So he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of God to a different gospel, which is not another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, I want to stop there for a second. How can you pervert the gospel of Christ, Chad? Uh, By not doing what it says or adding to. And perhaps saying things like believing Christ into your heart Mm -hmm. or taking things away. Yeah, saying the sinner's prayer that's not there. Mm-hmm. That's that's perverting the gospel. Continuing in verse 8, he says, But even if we... Now, the we here is, to keep it into context, the we he is talking about the apostles. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. So, even if an angel from heaven gives you another word, let him be accursed. That's crazy. That is crazy. Man, if an angel, yeah. And and I, I keep going back to the fact that if there was more, why did he say it like this? Mm-hmm. You know why? Why didn't? Why wasn't there a clue in here in this these passages? Um, in fact, he's he's scorning them for turning away, yeah, or changing <laughs> the gospel. But why isn't there a clue in here of something more? You know, there's not. He wanted to stick to what he'd already given them. Yeah, and notice, and and what's beautiful about it, the apostles, it was their job to preach the gospel. It was their job. To write the epistles, to fulfill and complete the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That was their job. And then after they have done that, if they add to that, they are to be accursed as well. Mm-hmm. And so... Man, the, it just makes me think that the devil works in so many different he ways. He does. And, and you know, the, <clears throat> the devil is very hard at work. Oh, man. And he has done a very good job well, at even twisting a little truth into every lie. Yeah, and I think the the sad thing is, is like a lot of the the uh, um, differences are generations and generations and generations old. That's right. You know, and so no one can see that that it's wrong or that it's different because we've always done it this way. Yeah, you know, that's that's their attitude. Well, we've always done it this way, but they they're so far removed from when it when. From this, you know, from you know, you know what I'm saying. That's right. It's it's thousands of years, yeah, old that they're doing, but it's not this old. It's not this standard that was laid out when Christ was on this earth. Yeah, and you know, if anyone's listening, if you have any questions on this, please reach out. You know, and I'm always willing to. Maybe if I'm reading it wrong or, yeah, or something like that, absolutely. Please feel free to yeah, reach out, this is, and this is how we're getting it let's from the discuss Bible. It. Let's let's discuss it. Let's go to the Word of God and and find the truth behind it. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it's kind of like that parable or that saying that we always used to say about cutting the ham off of the cutting the end off the ham to put it in the pot. Yeah, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. 
That's right. Well, how come you do that? Well, grandma did it. My mom did it. Well, how come mom did it? My grandma did it. Well, how come grandma did it? Well, it was because the pan was too small. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you're like, are you serious? Wait. I wasted that hand the whole time. Wait, what? <laughs> we didn't need to cut the ham off this whole time? Yeah. We've just been doing it because great grandma's pan was too small. You know yep. what I mean? And that's what's happened is they got away from it generations ago. So the current generation thinks all is well. That's right. You know? And turn over with me, if you will, to to Second Thessalonians. You know, you brought up something. You know how how can all these people be wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and and how can so many people in droves mm-hmm. go the wrong way? Mm-hmm. Second Thessalonians two. You know, if you are are coming to the Word of God and studying the Word of God. Trying to prove yourself right, yeah, rather than proving God right, <laughs> yeah, you're you're coming at it with a dog in the fight, right? right? And that's what I call it. You, or you're an coming agenda. to the scripture, yeah. With I would the, say you have an agenda in mind before you even go and look. Yeah, that and keep in mind, I coined that phrase, or I didn't even coin it, but mm. I use that phrase. Absolutely, fighting with a dog in the fight. Yeah, it, it's it's not a good thing to do. You want to go to the Word of God, trying to prove God right. Yeah. Regardless of what that means to you, regardless of how much you have to change your life, you come to the Word of God wanting God to be right, wanting to prove Him right. And so, starting in verse 9 of Second Thessalonians 2, he says, "...the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive... The love of the truth. Notice that. The love of the truth. Mm -hmm. They don't love the pure word of God. That they might be saved. Mm -hmm. For this reason, notice in verse 11, For this reason God will send them strong delusions that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So here he is talking about a large number of people going to be condemned because they did not love the truth. Mm-hmm. They came to the scripture <clears throat> with an agenda yeah. of wanting to either, and, and I'm not trying to judge a heart, but either wanting to prove themselves right or proving someone else right. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have a love for the pure word of God. Yeah, And here's why I call it the pure word of God, because there are no contradictions. If you don't know, the Bible has been under more scrutiny than any other book in the world, Mm -hmm. and yet there are no contradictions in it. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at archaeological finds in Israel, in the the Holy Lands, as they say... You can find tons. All the things that they find only support the Bible. Yeah. None of it contradicts the Bible. No. You know, and we've brought this up before... Just like how you can find fish fossils on the top of mountaintops. Oh, yeah. Proving I could take the you flood. Right. I could take you right to one. Yeah. Proving in, the In the flood. desert. Yeah, in the desert. 6,000 feet or more. It's probably, it's probably close to 7,000 yeah. feet. And how could that happen? Mm-hmm. The only way that could happen is if there was a flood. We got to go there this summer. Me and you, yeah. We got we to gotta take... We got to go. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, we got to do that. And so, you know, things like that. Prove the Bible true. And then, as you go through it, it's so pure because it it is in sync. Mm-hmm. So, Chad, like, say me and you, we're at odds w- with Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you come to me and like, well, how, how does that in line with this verse? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're looking at the verse wrong or I'm looking at the verse wrong or we're both looking at the verse wrong. Mm-hmm. But God is never wrong. And when we have a love for the truth, and, and you, you'll find that the truth always is in line with itself. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that that could happen, especially when you look at how there was forty, about 40 people who wrote the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. About 40 people. Now, I say about, because we don't know who wrote Hebrews. Sure. You know, there, there's a... a couple books in the Old Testament, there's a few psalms that, that we don't know who wrote it, so that, that could add a few more, right? Mm. Um, but 
There's no way that they could be at different times, different places, and be riding and be in unison with with one another. Mm -hmm. There's no way that could happen unless God was the one directing them. And, and of course, we know that God was directing them. When you look over at 1 Peter, uh, is it? No, I think it's 2 Peter 1. Yeah, 2 Peter 1. I don't know what you're looking at. You um, want me to tell you the answer, but I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's a couple places I can go. But. Hey, while you're looking it up, I got one. You know, you talk about the love. Yeah. Say, uh, 1 Corinthians 16 22. If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. O Lord, come. Yeah. That's a great... I mean, if if you don't love Jesus and want to follow his standard... Where was that at? Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 22. 1 Corinthians 16? Hmm? Okay. Um, Anyways, I just wanted... When we were talking about the love that that Christ had, he expects this the us to love him. Yeah. And if, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. That's what he says. That's right. You know, and I, I just wanted to bring that up while you were going to that. I, I didn't want That's to leave. That's a very good point. I, the, the reference was from Second Thessalonians 2 that we read, 9 through, through 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it came. Like, the reference was from there. Yeah. And then when you turn over to Second Peter. He's talking about the love of the truth. The love there. of the truth. That's right. And Second Peter 1, uh, 20 and 21. Peter says here, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Yeah. So he's saying none of the men had their their own think so in it. No. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It was the Holy Spirit working in them, writing the Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of times that we point out, you know, uh, Peter wrote First and Second Peter. Paul wrote, well, a lot of the epistles. But at the end of the day, it was actually the Holy Spirit who wrote it. Sure. But the Holy Spirit wrote it through them. And we talk about like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's right. It, it, you get different perspectives of the same thing, which That's is right. nice because it's they are different eyewitnesses. Yep. I'm going to pick up on different things than you are if we describe the same event. That's if right. If we've both seen it, we're going to see it maybe just a little. doesn't change what happened. Yeah. It doesn't change the account that we're giving of it. It's just a little different angle. Yeah. Of perspective. Well, and think of it like this. Like if, if we go to a concert and chat like the it's a center stage. So mm-hmm. then there's people surrounding it. Sure. Well, you're going to get a completely different perspective if you're on the back side and I'm on the front. Yeah. You're going to be checking oh, out yeah. the drummer or something yeah. like that and I'm going to be checking out the you singer. You see something totally different. It's the same concert, but yet we're going to have different perspectives on that. Yeah. And so that's what's beautiful about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. It's this the same events, just different perspectives. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what's beautiful about it. And then when you you look through the Gospels, you see they don't contradict. Written by four different people. And so... And when those folks accounted, and I think Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is a great example because when they wrote it down, they did not use their private interpretation of what happened. That's right. They just stated the facts. Yeah. Maybe from a different angle, but just, you know, you understand that if you've studied those books. God made sure that they wrote the truth, Mm -hmm. but they, what's beautiful about it is... God allows them to write it in their hand. Yeah. Like, you know, when you study a lot of the epistles, like you study um, a lot of Paul's epistles, you know, he kind of has this this beautiful way of how he writes. And so, you know, when you go to Hebrews, it doesn't say who wrote Hebrews. A lot of people think it's um, Paul. Some people think it's Peter. Some people think it's someone else. But it's because as you read through Hebrews... You see some some of the same cadence as Paul would write, or something like that, and so you know it's beautiful. But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit wrote it. Yeah. So, and and that's the point I was trying to make. The Holy Spirit was the one directing them to write it. So the Holy Spirit made sure that they wrote the truth, and that's the only way that they could all be in line and in unison and not contradict, mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit was directing them. So it wasn't men just, you know, it wasn't. The authority of man. They never took authority away from God, away from Christ. They they just 
wrote the will of Christ. Yep. As the Holy Spirit moved through them. And so today we have the completed word of God and we cannot substitute this authority. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and so if anything contradicts the Bible, that's wrong, not the Bible. Yeah. You know. And so that's why we can't use um the authority of man over this. And so um yeah, I already went there. <laughs> I've gotten kind of off kilter <laughs> well, here. What's but funny? What's funny is I've been I've been uh, kind of going ahead a little bit and everything like this. Well, I think uh, hopefully you've all been enjoying our our uh, rabbit trails here. Yeah, but, our rant. This but, is fun. But you know, bringing it back to 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 having it your way. Yeah, we can't do that. And we have to conform ourselves to this standard. Right. But nor would you want to. No. And, why and would that's you? the that's the point behind it. When you look at First Timothy two, three through six. You know, look at this. It says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, mm-hmm. who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. But notice why Christ has the authority. He, mm-hmm. In verse 6, he says, Who gave himself a ransom for all and to be tested in due time. So as Jesus has all authority, it's because he gave himself a ransom for all. It's bought and paid for. He bought and paid for it with his blood. Yeah. You know, and this is something no other man would be willing to do and, for you. And the thing is, he was free of sin. That's right. He was perfect. And so even, well, and that brings out a good point too. So even if, say, I want to sacrifice myself for the sins of others. Yeah. I can't do that because my blood isn't pure. I've sinned, folks. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've sinned. Yeah. And you know, we have all sinned and we all have, we have all um fallen short of his glory. Mm-hmm. Christ came and walked among us and lived perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then he was the spotless lamb of God and then he willingly shed his blood. Yeah. Some people like to say he poured out his blood. No, he didn't because pouring indicates like an accident. Or, you know, I accidentally, or spilt. Mm-hmm. He spilt his blood. Mm-hmm. No, he he willingly shed it. He willingly shed he his blood. He knew how it was going to happen. He knew the pain that he was going to endure, and yet he willingly mm-hmm. shed it anyway. Yeah. And so, he his love is unmatched yeah. by any man. Mm-hmm. You know, would you, Chad, be willing to go to prison for life for someone who committed murder? <laughs> No. <laughs> I wouldn't. No. You know, and but you know, we're all the guilty. We we are all deserving of eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. Christ made it possible for us not to go to eternal damnation. As he walked among us, he shown he has shown us the only way to the Father. Mm-hmm. The only perfect and pure way. See, this is something that throughout the Old Testament they didn't have. Because even the high priests that were um, designed to uh, sacrifice for the people once a year. They were to go into the most holy place, but not without blood. Yeah, They had to go in and first sacrifice for themselves because they're sinners as well, and then sacrifice for the people. And, and the point behind that is the best they could do for you is do as I say, not as I do. That's the best you and I can do, Chad, to yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Do as I say, not as I do, because we all fall short. Sure. You know, yes, Chad, I, I'm i sure you're right along with me. I am trying. Oh, man, yeah. I'm trying to be righteous. There are times where I slip up, and mm-hmm. so that's why Christ came for us. Yeah, there's struggles every day, you know, and got another verse, Romans yes. 12, 2. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What more is there there? Yeah. Can you read um, verse 1 on that? Oh, sure. Verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service. I'll just read two again. Yes. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed to the world. Is it easy to conform to the world? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. We fit in, but, you know, uh, just an example. We went to Canada, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, about five years ago. And I'm telling you, the way they talk rubs off on you so fast. Oh, man. You're conformed to their culture very quickly. And I am sure you see it with the kids, too. Hmm? Have you ever gotten the bruh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That is like the biggest one right now. I hate I'm like, it. bro, what? What are you talking about? I'm I tell like, my kids, I'm I'm not your bro. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm your dad. I'm not your bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And oh man, that's like, you know, because what, they get it from the the games they play together. Yeah, I know. And, and it's, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. And of course, we had those when we grew up. You know. Oh yeah. You and I aren't very far off on age. We. We see we had our things that we we went through. Yeah. Uh, but but we have to be careful that we don't conform to the world in religion. That's right. Okay. Don't, That's right. Don't just uh, what what do they call it the the church of the now. <laughs> mm. A lot of people just go to the church of the now, whatever's popular. Yeah. I just want to be a part of the church, the popular church. I'm, I go to the church of the now. Yeah. You know, and 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 sometimes we refer to that. As people be like, oh, they go to the church of the now, whatever's popular. And yep. we can't do that. You don't want to do that. No. Uh, broad is the way, narrows the gate, right? Yeah, broad is the way, and, and many there be that find it. Yeah. Is how we put it there. Yeah. yeah. And narrow is the way that leads to heaven. Matthew seven thirteen. Okay. So, boy, we got to be careful when we start following the masses. That's right. And... And we can't do that. And that's what he's talking about. Don't be conformed to this world. We have to watch it. Yeah. We want, and if we follow God's standard, then we're 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 doing exactly what He wants us to, yeah. and we're living how we ought to. Now, and another thing that Christ did for us, and another reason why we don't want anyone else, don't want to follow the authority of man in any way, shape, or form is because what Christ was able to do by spilling his blood. Mm -hmm. If you want to turn over with me to Ephesians 2, 11 through 18. This is a little bit longer read. Three minutes. So this is going to be quick. Okay. Ephesians what? 2, okay. 11 through 18. He says, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcised by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promises, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Now I want to point out something here real fast. Ezekiel 37 actually prophesied about this. Okay. Ezekiel 37 Let me turn over there. I think it's um, let's start in verse fifteen. He says, "Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, As for you, son of man, take a stick for yourself and write on it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions." Then join them one to another for yourselves into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. This is exactly what Ephesians is talking about what Christ did. You know, we were actually, we are Gentiles by nature, Chad. Sure. We are outside. We are the outsiders. Christ brought us in yeah. to be reconciled to the Father. And he made it for all. And he made it for all. So everyone has this equal hope. Yeah. If you would but follow the word of God. That's it. That's all you got to do. You got to imitate him. Yeah. And that is a great place to stop. Yeah. But 
just just pointing out that the the beautiful work of God bringing out the Old Testament Christ or God prophesied about this so long ago of what Christ is doing and Ephesians is bringing it all all in front of you pointing out that this is the Christ that brought the two sticks to one thus making peace mm-hmm. Christ is the only one that has been able to make peace yeah very beautiful. Well, and and that's just it. If if we're going to be Christians and we're going to follow Christ, we imitate him. That's right. You can't imitate anyone else. That's right. You know, you you can't uh I I think of uh like a duckling or a, like a swan. Uh sometimes the the they'll get mixed up and end up with a um flock of ducks. Yeah. The ugly duckling. The ugly duckling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking of. That's how I was raised. You know, yeah, I was the, the ugly duckling well, in the family. And, and they grew up, and, and they, <laughs> no matter what they did, he still wasn't a duck. He's a swan. Yeah. You know, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, no matter what you do. And so um, we imitate Christ. And if we do that, if we're doing that the best we can, um, you know, you'll, you'll be a Christian. Uh, and amen. you'll be exactly what God has told us in his word. So, yeah. Okay. Very good. Boy, I, I really enjoyed the study. I hope you all have. Uh, and uh, I think, David, we could go I on all night. man. We could go on all <laughs> night here, but yeah. there's got to be an end at some point. And so we're thankful that you uh, joined us, and we'll be looking forward to next week. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.